Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Word of God for our meditation this morning is two psalm verses, one that we read and one that we sang earlier. Psalm 37, verse 7, Be silent before the Lord. Wait patiently for him. Do not fret when an evil man succeeds in his ways, when he carries out his wicked schemes. And Psalm 46, verse 10, Be still and know that I am God. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, it's never really been expected that, say, a seven-year-old boy could do it, but now we're not sure that even most adults today can. There are increasingly fewer people in our society who can do it. Can you? Can you actually do what the psalm writers and hymn writer tell, say to do? Be silent and be still. The terms in the original Hebrew overlap so much in meaning that some translations use one word where other versions use the other. Together, they, they cover the whole range of activity and, and speech so that they instruct us not only to keep our tongues quiet, but our bodies and our minds as well. To stop doing and loosen up and to quit making sounds or filling ears with sound or stimulating our brains with all kinds of input. Maybe now you understand why I said it's getting increasingly hard to find people today who can be still. There are workaholics who feel there's something wrong if they just stop doing things and relax. There are those who call themselves music lovers and have their earbuds in whenever they can and wherever they go, but perhaps really are only afraid of silence and being alone with their thoughts. And of course, there are others who, who simply cannot contemplate spending a half hour alone with their own thoughts and therefore listen to podcasts whenever there are minutes to fill. You probably all know at least one person whose phone is always in his or her hand, texting, playing solitaire or scrabble, checking social media or the current state of the markets or the weather. You might also know someone, perhaps a senior citizen, who turns on a TV or a radio in every room of the house when he or she enters. Ask any of these people to just stop everything and sit in silence with their thoughts for 30 minutes, even 10. And soon they will either give up, have an anxiety attack, or fall asleep because they're just so tired. In many cases, asking someone to just slow down and do one thing at a time rather than multitask is just as difficult. It's one of the reasons fewer people are reading books these days or accomplishing things that require creativity or focus. So again, how about you? Can you be silent and be still? Because it is very important that we do so. We need to do so. 
If you ask your doctor, he or she will probably agree. If your boss at work has kept up with the latest research, he or she will too. Because giving our bodies, senses, and minds real and regular rest is healthy. Constant action and incessant stimulation give our systems no time to recover and recharge, which is necessary for for healing and growth and and general well-being. And experts on the heart and mind want us to know that, that good psychological health requires that we are able to shut down our, our worries and obsessions and mental and emotional knot tying and just let our minds be quiet for a time. And so it should not surprise us that God, who created us, knows us best and loves us, has commanded us from the very beginning to rest and to practice stillness. He gave his Old Testament people the Sabbath law, following his own example of resting on the seventh day from his work of creation, so that at least one full day of every week would be a day without busyness and and afford them a chance to quietly meditate on the things that really matter without being interrupted by constant thoughts of unfinished work or or wages still to be earned. And we have numerous commands like the ones before us today and, and the invitation of Jesus in our gospel today to his disciples to come away by yourselves to a secluded place and rest for a while. Jesus knew that they and we needed that kind of Let it go, shut it down, be quiet for a while break. He knew that not just because he was God, but also because he himself, as a fully human man, needed it. He sets us an example recorded numerous times in the Gospels of taking the time to get away from the important work of his ministry and and the deep needs and urgent clamoring of the people. Time not only to rest his body and his mind, time to spend with his heavenly Father, which is really the most important reason why we need to still our minds, hearts, tongues, and bodies. It is good and essential for the health of our souls. Perhaps we can see this best by looking at it negatively. Why is constant noise and busyness bad for our souls? Consider first that Satan and our own sinful natures like things that way. The more distracted we are and the less time we have to take a step back and and consider things as they really are, the less likely we are to see evil in our world as it really is and to recognize the devil's hand at work in our lives and his voice in our temptations. He also wants our hearts and minds to be full of of worry, fear, and uncertainty, because those things necessarily crowd out faith. And the more that we think it's up to us to figure out how to handle situations, the less that we think to turn them over to the Lord. Consider also that when we are constantly moving from one activity to the next or or flooding our minds with new concerns and sensory inputs, 
we are not going to be engaged in any kind of self-reflection. We won't see our sins and guilt for what they are, not only because pride gets in the way, but because we just won't take the time to look in the mirror. And without that, there is no repentance and no recognition that the Lord alone is able to give us what we need. And so our distractions end up keeping us both from forgiveness and faith. And of course, there's also the simply practical consideration. If our time and our minds are always occupied with work, play, social media, TV, news, politics, and more, well then, how are we ever going to hear God speaking to us in the Bible? How are we ever going to meditate on His Word or, or pray? It's no wonder that Christians today struggle so hard to have any kind of devotional life. And many of us are too preoccupied to even miss that, which makes us even less likely to make time and mental space for quiet time with the Lord. It's good to remember what Jesus told Martha when she complained to him about her sister taking the time to sit at his feet and not be as busy as she was. Martha, Martha, you are worried and upset about many things, but one thing is needed. In fact, Mary has chosen that better part, which will not be taken away from her. Jesus understood what was going on in Martha's heart. She was afraid that if she let go of all of her concerns and silenced all her worries and stopped all her activities, that nothing would get done, that she'd never catch up, and that bad things would happen. What Jesus told her, is essentially the same message that we heard repeated throughout Psalm 37 and that we sang in Psalm 46. The message that it is safe to be still. We don't have to fret. We don't have to fear. Our Lord, the Almighty God who created and sustains the universe, has everything under control. And if we let him, he will also keep us in his tender care. He's got it all well in hand, so just trust him. Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you, as we read from Peter. Are you working more and working harder than you ought because you're worried about the future, how to pay next year's bills or if you'll be able to retire on time? Be still. God feeds the sparrow and, and clothes the flowers of the field. He will take good care of you. Is your mind filled with fears about Impeachment plans, climate change, fake news or foreign trade, or taxes or education or redistricting plans. Be still. He's got the whole world in his hands and has promised to work all things out for the good of his people. Do you have trouble closing your eyes and sleeping at night? 
worrying about the state of your marriage or or the lives of your kids or the direction of your grandkids' lives. Be still. Give it all to the Lord in prayer and trust that He cares even more than you do and will do what is best for those who belong to Him. Read the Psalms like today's and be reassured of the Lord's great power, His deep love, and His defeat of the wicked. And all of it, all of it is for you, His beloved child. Be still. It's not that we just sit on our hands and do no work, make no plans, and leave our minds idle. It's that with all that we do and think and say, we have no need to worry or to stress out about things beyond our control. And we have no need to rely on our own strength to accomplish what needs to be accomplished. We can count on God so we can be still and count on God. We know this. We can be confident of this, especially because He has come through for us in the most important way of all. He took the insurmountable debt of our sins, the insoluble problem of our corruption, the inevitability of death and hell, and He lovingly and powerfully dealt with them all once and for all. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, went to the cross and with His life and blood paid the price for every sin, died the death that every sinner deserved, and then on the third day rose from the dead to give us all eternal life and prove that He had defeated our every worrying enemy, guilt, the grave, and all the lies, attacks, and accusations of the devil and his allies. So we count on Christ. Instead of worrying about sin or our eternal destiny, and we have full and free forgiveness, life, salvation, a place in God's family, a reservation in heaven, and all His assurances for life on earth. Even our failures to be still, our overwork and our spiritual distractedness are forgiven in Christ. Because that's what kind of God we have. So can you? Can you be silent and be still? Yes, you can. And you want to. Just as Jesus told the storm on the Sea of Galilee, peace! Be still, and it became calm. So He does with our agitated spirits and our busy and distracted lives when He speaks love, mercy, and peace to us. We have the peace of forgiveness in Him, and He gives us even more peace. The peace of God that transcends all understanding and guards our hearts and minds. If you are looking at your life right now and saying, I don't know if I can do that. Remember that all things are possible with God. That what He calls us to do, He also equips us to do. So take the measure of your life and discover your distractions, 
your worries, your bad habits, your addictions, your compulsive behaviors, and then turn them over to God. That might mean turning off your cell phone or the TV, or taking a walk in the woods, or getting up 30 minutes earlier to spend time with God in prayer and Bible study. Don't just think about it or say you'll do it. Plan it. Take steps. Do it. The Lord wants you to have peace. He wants you to enjoy rest from all your working and worrying. He wants you to hear His voice when He speaks to you. That all that love and power and confidence can be yours in abundance. He wants you to have all the blessings of being still and knowing that He is God. Of being silent before Him and putting an end to your fretting. Because you know that He has everything well in hand. And you know that the One who defeated sin, death, and Satan on the cross for you is more than a match for every evil, every emergency, and every errant emotion. Listen to and accept Christ's loving invitation. Come to Me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take My yoke upon you and learn from Me, because I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Be still, my soul. The Lord is on your side. Amen. Please rise. And the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.